just again, you know, know where your clients are coming from. Um, it's, I ask all of my clients in every single session, how many new clients have you had and where did they come from? There is a big difference between the business owner who knows exactly what's working and the one who guesses, okay? Be the business owner who knows what is working for them. Hey guys, welcome back to the Friday Society Podcast. This is the podcast for anybody and everybody in the health and wellness industry that wants to grow their business. I'm your host, Alexa Qualley. I'm the CEO and president of Forever Friday Consulting, where I work with private clients one-on-one to help them scale their brands and reach amazing people. On this podcast, we talk to industry leaders and experts that have built really amazing brands within the health and wellness industry to teach you how to do the exact same thing. I've worked for some of the biggest names in the health and wellness field, like Lululemon and SoulCycle, and I take everything that I've learned plus our industry's amazing experts and bring it to you. If you love this podcast, you're also definitely going to want to check out the masterclass that I have, which is all about community building, your marketing systems, and everything that you need to learn to really get started with my tried and true process. To get that, you're going to go to foreverfriday.co slash masterclass, and you'll get that full 30-minute masterclass of my process. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. It is a really good one, so drop me line on Instagram at foreverfriday.co and let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back. All right. I know it has been like three or four weeks since I last published an episode. Um, I got COVID and I really, really, really thought that I was going to be one of those people that just didn't get it. I was so proud of myself. You know, I'd been going to fitness studios and traveling and doing all this stuff, um, you know, only over the last few months, of course. But yeah, I got it and I got it from my mom, which made me feel like such a loser. Um, But But yeah, (laughs) so I had it and I was actually totally fine, except for it made my voice sound like really raspy and I had to keep clearing my throat. So I did record one episode with a good friend of mine, um, Lena Caltagironi, and her podcast episode is awesome, but my voice sounds horrible. So I'm trying to figure out some editing there. Um, So we'll definitely TBD on that one. But I am back and I am excited to get back into this. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about email marketing. So this is going to be a solo episode. um, And I think you guys know I'm pretty intuitive with like what I post. And it's just sort of because it comes out of client sessions and slacks and, you know, member questions and things like that, because I really am a big believer in like, if one person is asking you a question, 10 other people probably have that question and they're just not asking you. So I sort of just like to, you know, create content around what people are asking me at the time. And lately I have been getting a lot of email questions. So we're going to be going into that. Um, For all my members and clients, you guys know I did just host an office hours on email marketing, which I think was so fun. over an hour. So you guys all have the replay for that with the deck that I shared and, you know, all those workbook questions, everything there. Um, So if you're a member or a client, 
just check your email for that because you guys have it. And if you want to become a member, the Friday Society membership is always, always open for you. It's $75 a month. We do one big like marketing webinar with workbooks um, and everything that you work through in real time. And then there's a lot of office hours and access to me where we just, you know, hop on Zoom and we have a whole bunch of people in there asking questions and workshopping things together. Uh, And we also have the Slack channel, which makes me so happy because I feel like every day people are just popping in there and sharing like their wins and their accountability and just also fun things. Like I feel like people are already really becoming friends. So it is an amazing network of business owners, especially in the health and fitness world. Um, So if you're needing some like accountability, it's definitely a great place. You can, you know, cancel at any time. I'm definitely not that kind of person that locks you into anything. So if you're interested in that, head to the show notes. Um, Speaking of not getting locked into anything, this is going to be like a quick rant, but just stick with me. Right before I hit record on this, I got a text message from a local, um, not going to name them, but a local Pilates chain that I had booked a class with on Sunday. So I've been prioritizing a lot of Pilates lately and megaformer Pilates, like Legree style. So I've been going back to solid core a bunch. um, And oh my God, was that humbling. I haven't been able to move for the last three days since I went to solid core for the first time in a few months. Um, Even though I've been doing like berries and weightlifting and all this stuff, solid core just hits different. But anyway, so solid core is a little bit further away from my house. It's like a 30 minute drive. Um, So there is a, you know, this local Pilates chain that's a lot closer to my house. It's like six minutes away or something. I know this brand. They're a national brand. I don't love their marketing. I find it very intense. Obviously, you guys know marketing for me and like authentic marketing is very important. So when I feel like the marketing that I'm getting from other businesses is not authentic, it really, really, really turns me off. So I'd actually had an instance with this studio already where I had asked them at one point not to text me. Like they kept texting me and they were like, hey, do you want to talk about memberships, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I don't. I, you know, this is what I do. This is my job. I'm a boutique fitness consultant. Like I, you know, I like to try a bunch of different things. Memberships are not really my jam. You know, please don't text me. Please only email me. And they said, okay. And then sure enough, right before I hit record, I got another text from them today that was like, hey, I'm the studio manager. Do you want to talk about memberships? And I was just like, please leave me. This is why I don't take your class. Like, please leave me alone. I'm sure this is a fantastic class. I really am. I'm sure your instructors are great. But the marketing and the sales that you guys have been taught for, you know, all of this whole big chain of boutique fitness companies turns me off so much. So I'm super, super curious if you guys feel this way about, you know, this whole conglomerate of um, boutique fitness studios. You obviously all know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I don't know. Something about it is just a major, major turnoff for me. So super curious what you guys think. Um, Okay. And then one other thing before we get into it, because I just thought this was absolutely hilarious. So I was in a client session the other day and I had found a TikTok of Stevie Nicks singing to Lindsay Buckingham. And I mean, you guys, this is like so niche and so random, but it was um, Stevie Nicks singing the song Silver Springs, and the TikTok was pretty much like, is Stevie Nicks a witch? Like, she totally is casting a spell on uh, Lindsay Buckingham in this video. And so I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's so cute. You know, it was funny, whatever. Um, not really cute, but you know what I mean? 
So I had my client session starting and it was with Burn Cycle, which is Jesse Dooley, who's been on the show before, who's amazing and just so fun. So I was Googling like history of Stevie Nicks and witchcraft and all this fun. I was just like messing around right before my session. And then our session started and we were getting into all this stuff. I'm showing them, you know, how to do like this very specific formula um, for when they integrate some new software and how to measure their client results and all this cool stuff. And all of a sudden, Jessie stops and she was like, I'm sorry, what is that tab on your screen of Stevie Nicks witchcraft? Like what? And I was hysterical laughing, so embarrassed. I was like trying to be professional, but it's also, if you listen to that episode with Jessie, you know her vibe. And we were all hysterical laughing. It was one of the most embarrassing things, but also just made me so happy that I do what I do and that I have this relationship with all of you guys that like we can be professional and super weird at the same time. So I just had to share that with you guys. I thought it was hilarious. And I, you know, it was one of those things where like for two weeks afterwards, I would think about it and be like, oh my God, really? (laughs) But that was amazing. Um, Okay. Well, I think this is my like full on rant. So let's get into some email marketing tips. Okay, guys, we have a quick and fun little solo for you today before we get into, or before actually next week's guest episode. Um, Solos always feel strange to me because I feel like I'm just talking and talking and yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely more of a conversation person um, or like a major presenter, right? Like, you know, which we do in the membership. So I'm like, here's my deck and here's all the workbook questions. But just talking into a microphone always feels a little bit weird for me. So anywho, I do think this is really important for us to talk about today because we did talk about this in the membership a little bit last week. Um, but just the power of set it and forget it email marketing, right? Like the power of building a connection with your clients while you can be off doing other things is so incredibly important. So we're going to be talking about your nurture sequence and what that looks like. And in my opinion, what I have seen work best with other, you know, other clients that I have across the country. So it definitely translates to like a whole bunch of different kinds of demographics. So definitely we're going to be talking a bunch about nurture sequences today, but a few quick stats before we actually get into this, because I have had a lot of people ask me like, who even reads emails anymore or, you know, any anything like that. So I do just want to say, if you have a committed audience, if you have people that are interested in what you're saying, your emails will get read and they will convert. And here are a few quick stats to show that. So in terms of return on investment, email marketing tends to have a significantly higher return than any other channel, right? So anything, social media, local partnerships, anything like that. It is estimated that email generates $38 for every dollar spent. So even if you're focusing efforts on your organic unpaid social, you know, you're probably thinking like, oh, well, social media doesn't cost me anything. You're still investing your time. So a good way to calculate this would actually be focus on what your hourly rate is 
is versus how many hours you're spending on whatever channel it is, right? So let's say like, you know, you're spending four hours on social media and your private rate, your private hourly rate is $100 an hour. From those four hours that you spent on social, you should theoretically hopefully be getting back at least $400, right? So you always kind of just want to be thinking, and this is where I'm like going to be the annoying marketing person. It is important to look at your numbers. And I think I've, I've mentioned this a few times before in like webinars and things that I've done, but it's always also going to be important to do a purse dump of your time, right? Like write down at the end of the day, what did you spend? spend your time on? Because you always, always, always want to know that what you're spending your time on is building your business forward, right? So like if I spend, you know, an hour on social media this morning, I'm going to write that down because I'm also at the end of the week or something, I'm going to want to look back and be like, okay, you know, how many sales did I make? How many conversions were there? And what led to that? Like, where was my time spent? So anyway, definitely do a purse dump, but then I would also calculate out like how many hours you're spending on social versus what your hourly rate is, and then calculate how long it takes to send an email, right? And what your return from that looked like. So also just, you know, quick caveat, conversion doesn't need to just be a sale. Like, oh, you know, so-and-so purchased a drop-in or they purchased a five-pack. It can also be a client booking a class or a service with you because then they're going to need to re-up, right? So even if it's not, you know, necessarily like dollars in your pocket that day, if it led to a higher utilization or a higher service redemption, that also is included in the conversion rate. So again, email generates $38 for every $1 spent. So definitely, definitely the ROI is there, but I would encourage you to calculate it for yourself. Okay. Second stat that I love on email is 60% of consumers subscribe to a brand's email list to perceive, to receive promotional messages compared to 20% of consumers follow a brand on social. So when people sign up for your emails, they know that that's where they're going to get the deals. People are just conditioned to know that their inbox is where the shopping is going to happen, that it's not really going to happen on social. So to keep going with this one, right? 60% of consumers state that they have made a purchase as the result of a marketing message that they received by email. So on the flip side, only 12.5% of them even consider a buy button just as a purchaser on social media. So as a purchase driver on social media. So that I always, uh, that I found really interesting, right? Because everybody has the link sticker now and we can all, you know, drive to whatever we want, you know, whatever, if it's like click here to sign up or click here to purchase, we all have that option. But the, the stats here, and this is a recent study in 2022, it is telling us still that people are just still conditioned to do that purchasing and to do that booking through their inbox and not through social. So I do, you know, I thought that that was incredibly interesting. And hopefully you're already like, all right, okay, fine. I need to invest a little bit more on my social or I need to invest a little bit more in my email marketing, um, you know, invest a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, sort of figure out how to do this a little bit better. Um, but anyway, yeah. So just want to say like everyone's business is different. Some people do make literally all of their sales and conversions from social. Some people make all of their sales from email and some people see, you know, most of their conversions from a combination of both. So whatever works for you, follow that. I am just here to give you 
all the tips and tricks that I possibly can and take what works for you and, you know, leave what don't. I think that's totally fine. Um, the, the overarching message here though is just like know where your clients are coming from, you know, know why they decided to purchase. If you have five first time clients this week, I want you to know where each of them came from and saying like word of mouth isn't actually good enough. I want to know whose mouth, right? Like whose mouth referred these people. That's the most important thing that you can do as a business owner to really, really analyze exactly where your people are coming from. It is going to give you such a leg up if you understand this information about your clients. Like, trust me, if you're investing all of your time on social media, right? Like again, you know, it's not uncommon to have a business owner be spending four hours a day on social media thinking that it's moving efforts forward. If you're spending four hours a day on social and then you're having a conversation with all your clients one day and you're realizing that they're all coming from, you know, Sally Hansen down the street, you're going to want to invest actually a little bit more time and effort into Sally Hansen, right? Like say thank you and be doing things to really benefit your, your referral program and your word of mouth and making it easier for your clients to share your product. So just again, you know, know where your clients are coming from. Um, it's, I ask all of my clients in every single session, how many new clients have you had and where did they come from? There is a big difference between the business owner who knows exactly what's working and the one who guesses, okay? Be the business owner who knows what is working for them. All right. So what I really want to make sure you guys walk away from from this episode is the importance of a nurture sequence. So a nurture sequence is a set it and forget it sequence of emails that gets sent out to a new subscriber over a designated period of time. So what does that mean, right? It means someone goes to your website at the bottom, you know, there's a footer that's like, hey, stay in touch. They drop in their email. So the nurture sequence is going to be the emails that they get over, you know, the next few weeks. So every business owner and marketer does these slightly differently. Again, you know, I said earlier, this is my personal favorite way to outline a welcome flow. It's the one that I've seen work the best for all of my clients and, you know, some of the larger companies that I've consulted for. So how does it work? Nurture sequence gets triggered to send when a subscriber gets added to a a specific segment. So I'll talk about how this appears in Flowdesk, but it is the same for MailChimp, Clavio, whatever email provider you're using. So what is the optimal nurture sequence in my opinion? For me, it's gonna be a series of four emails. And this is where, you know, I I listened to a marketer one time talk about this and I remember taking a bunch of notes. So I would definitely take some notes if that is, you know, how you learn or how you implement information. Um, But number one, right? Okay, so let's say you have a lead magnet on your website. So a lead magnet is just a fancy marketing way of saying, you know, the way that you're roping people in to sign up for your email list. So for a lot of us, I'm sure, you know, any of us who shop, right, a lot of the times it's like, oh, 15% off your, you know, your order or something like that. Um, For me, I know mine is the retention work, one of mine is the retention workbook. And I know a lot of you guys have come here through that one. So maybe it's a workbook that'll align with your potential clients and your audience, right? Um, Or maybe it's a free class, right? Something. It depends on what your client is. So the most important thing when you're trying to figure out a good lead magnet for your business is who is my client 
And what is their problem, right? Like, not like, what's their problem? But like, what is the problem that they're currently facing? And how can I help them with this? And where are they, right? Like, if you're a virtual studio owner and you're trying to hit people all across the country, you can have like a free class or something that's a little more far reaching. If you're a specific studio, like if you're a brick and mortar studio in, I don't know, Asheville, North Carolina, you're going to want to say like, oh, here, you know, my 25 favorite things to do in Asheville and some, you know, discounts and deals from local coffee shops or whatever it is, right? Like that's a really good way to make sure that the only people that are signing up for this lead magnet are people in Asheville, North Carolina. So you just want to make sure that your lead magnet really speaks to exactly who your client is. Um, A lead magnet can live anywhere from a pop-up on your website, a banner on your website, a designated opt-in page through your website. So that's just like, you know, it has a totally designated URL, even a QR code, right? Like there's a ton of ways to direct traffic to your lead magnet. If you have questions around any of this, just shoot me a DM. I'm like happy to walk you through it. Um, But for your email sequence, the delivery of your lead magnet is going to be the first email. So keep this one short and sweet. Tell them that you're going to be popping into their inbox over the next week or two with some more resources for them. But keep this one short and to the point. The intention here is that they open your lead magnet and that they do not get distracted. So email number two is going to be two, one or two days later, and this is going to be the getting to know you email. So here's where I want you guys to tell your story, right? Answer the questions. Why did you start your business? right? Like, why did you start your business? And I know that a lot of you have such an awesome story around this. So this is the email that I want you to share that. I want you to share that you're mission-centered. I want you to make that connection with your clients. Think of this like you and your future client are getting coffee and they asked you why you started your business. What would you tell them, right? And a really, really great piece of advice that I got one time was speak as if, you know, when you're speaking to like your audience, right? So when you're, I know when you're sending out an email, you're like, oh, but there, you know, there's so many people or, you know, whatever. You're like, how do I speak to a group of people? Focus it down and speak as if you're just speaking to that one person. So what would you tell them? Any anecdotes or funny stories of when you were first getting started? Anything that makes your business inspiring or relatable? This isn't just a salesy email. And I think you guys know by now, if you didn't get it from my rant in the beginning, um, I think you know how much I really do not like hard sales, right? So this is your getting coffee with them email. What would you say? Feel free to also add in some certifications here. Weave in your credibility and be proud of your expertise. So email number three is one of my favorites because this one is where you're going to under promise and over deliver on your email. So your subscriber signed up for your email list with the intention of getting a freebie. So let's, I don't know, let's pretend that we're going with this Asheville, North Carolina um, example, right? So let's say they signed up because they were like, oh, cool, I'm going to get a list of, you know, the 25 best places, the best health food spots in Asheville, and I'm going to get special discounts to each one. And I don't know, whatever, anything like that, right? So let's say that's why they signed up. 
How cool would it be if in this third email, you could go further than this and deliver something extra, right? Like something extra. Maybe it's like, hey, you know, pop in for um, a free class at my studio, like something really cool. I would suggest using a format that is different than your original lead magnet here. So if your first lead magnet was a workbook, I would try for a video in this email or, you know, maybe something in person. Um, If your lead magnet was a free class in this one, I would try try a PDF. So the idea here is that you want to use a different format because everyone has a different learning and implementation style. So we want to make sure that we're hitting all possibilities of answering questions. I definitely throw in a testimonial or some social proof in this email at the footer and potentially a link to work together, book a consult, book a class, etc. So that leads us into the fourth and final email in this nurture sequence, which is to be share proof and how to work together. So I've said it before, but social proof is one of the most important things that you can do. It is the text messages, the DMs, all the things. I know a lot of us think of testimonials as like formal, you know, written out paragraphs, and that's just really not the way of content anymore. Um, Sharing testimonials in like their original DM and text format is the most relatable for other people. It's the most like believable, right? Because they can, they understand that format. Uh, So sharing proof, your social proof is going to be your fourth email. There is a lot of BS on the internet lately. In my opinion, it is incredibly important to outline your certifications, talk about your client wins, mention your happy folder. Like members, you guys know what I'm talking about. I am always stressing how important it is to be the advocate of your own success. Um, But this is the email that you're going to be like, hey, I want to talk to you about, you know, so-and-so. They were facing this problem. Um, We helped them through. This is, you know, how their life has improved or anything like that. It doesn't have to be cheesy, but I would share your social proof in this fourth email and all the links of how people can work with you. So that's going to be your fourth one. And your final one, and I would say drip these all out over around, you know, between eight and 12 days. And that's it. That's your nurture sequence, you guys. It's super, super easy and straightforward to create. I wanted to keep this episode short and sweet so that you could just, you know, start getting your brain turning. Um, But next week, I'm going to go into a little bit more on how to make sure your emails are not going to spam, how to increase your open rates and everything in that realm. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you have any questions around email marketing or, you know, anything like that, just let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at foreverfriday.co. And if you want more of this sort of stuff, I would definitely encourage you guys to pop into the membership, which I'll link in the show notes. Okay, well, that's it. Hope you guys have a great one and I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's episode. If you did, you know I love it when you guys share the episode onto your social media story or if you write a review. And don't forget, the masterclass is really an amazing place to start if you want to start taking your business a little bit further and if you want to learn my tried and true process that I work with my private clients on. So go ahead and go to foreverfriday.co slash masterclass and you will get all of my favorite resources tips and my 30 minute webinar. All right, guys, have a good one.